This is a scrap, not a smoking concert. Welcome to Podhar, ladies and gentle hens. Uh, my name is Jonas Högberg. And this is Anders Hultqvist. Yes, we need to go up when we're talking so people get that positive vibe they associate with Podhar, of course. Although this is a, this is a day of mourning for at least me as Ennio Morricone has passed away. Uh, I'm a bit uh, moody, perhaps. We're not uh, talking about uh, Ennio Morricone or Sergio Leone for that matter today. We're talking about another of cinema's greatest. We're talking about Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, this is the, the Man Who Knew Too Much from 1934, not the version from the 50s with James Stewart. Um, this is the first and many would say the better version. We don't know. We haven't seen Either have you seen any of them? You know my memories are void. I, I know I watched a lot of Hitchcock movies uh, when I was a kid when they mm-hmm. were, were playing on the TV. I remember watching a bunch of Hitchcock and like uh, Laurel and Hardy and Chaplin and stuff. But uh, so, th- but this one doesn't ring a bell. I don't know if I have seen it. Uh, I mean, we were we were. Strictly watching it based on the throwing of shares, aren't we? Yeah, you sent me a clip that where the <laughs> hero of the movie is uh, throwing chairs at his enemies in a small bar or something. Uh, it looked uh, astonishingly cool, actually. So uh, we were like, okay, Hitchcock is doing action. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's Let's... probably the only scene uh, in this one. Well, we're, at least I know we're going to get some suspense and thriller action thingamajigs. I think you were a bit skeptical, but I yeah. pushed for it because of, uh, yeah, throwing furniture. A uh, really great action cinema tradition. Yeah, that's one of your favorite <laughs> uh, tropes, I guess. Uh, action tropes. Uh, we, <laughs> I mean, back when uh, we often uh, return to when uh, in you know in uh, you only live twice when James Bond upgrades the the trope with uh, going at a guy with a whole sofa. I mean, it's not <laughs> throwing the sofa, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's furniture action. That was a great moment. We both were like we were jumping up and down in the couch and like, did you see that? He threw the entire sofa. Oh, man, this is so great. Uh, yeah, may- maybe not that uh, that kind of style uh, in this movie, but uh, we sure hope uh, that the furniture will be splattered, splittered, and crushed against uh, the backs of people here. Uh, I wonder when the, the tradition to use uh, fake props uh, started, really. 
I haven't looked into that, but uh, <laughs> shouldn't you know, we know by now? I, I guess we <laughs> should. But that, that's one of the that's one of the action keystones that we have that so, that sort of has eluded us. But uh, I mean, Douglas Fairbanks has been using props in in pretty funny ways, either jumping over them or throwing some furniture. Uh, we saw one of the early uh, oh a, a modern day musketeer or was what was mm. it called where they were throwing uh, the tables and stuff and tearing the whole room down. I was thinking mm. about the James Bond stuff. I mean, this is the a couple of Sean Connery fights that are. Uh, uh, that I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah, but when most. we get to James Bond territory, they they have started to use these um, prepared props. You know, the chairs that you can <laughs> that you can sort of position above a person's uh, back or head. Uh, you don't even have to move it at, uh, much at all, and it splitters <laughs> <laughs> into uh, I don't know million pieces. Splinters on impact, like cars exploding on yeah, impact. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah, but um, the multi the multi purpose sofa does seem to be a recurring Bond uh, thingamajig. Do you remember in oh. that uh, that later Bond movie, um, uh, the one that starts with a long take, I think, with Daniel Craig? Mm, okay, I think he yeah. used a sofa to save himself in the beginning there, or fell down a sofa or something. And I'm pretty sure Roger Moore has done uh, one or two <laughs> things in sofas. Uh, hey. Wasn't there someone who drowned in a sofa in a yeah. Roger Moore movie? I, I have a distinct... Yeah, I think it's in Moonraker. Isn't uh, it in Live in the Thigh? No, it's in Moonraker, yeah. It's in Moonraker. It's, um, is it a woman? No, it's a dude that drowns in a sofa. It's a fantastic scene. Yeah, so a and recurring it's, it's theme. It's almost in... like the sofa is eating the person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's let's uh, put our hopes for something like that in The Man Who Knew Too Much. This is a scrap, not a smoking concert. <laughs> yeah! yeah. It's, <laughs> it's lovely hearing those, uh, some of those uh, uh, British-English-speaking characters. Yeah. Something we, new for us. Yeah, we've been catching up with American cinema and expressions like I'm daffy for that girl or stuff like that. But uh, the British has some uh, great sayings as well, at least in the 30s. I tell you, Mrs. about you. Yeah. Hey, this is a scrap, not a smoking concert. Great stuff. <laughs> I, I, was, I think uh, last time we checked out uh, the British cinema was in like the 10s or something mm. with the, the cop chase movies. Yeah. And those were, of course, silent. So <laughs> no British English accent there. Yeah, and this is a talkie. But we were a bit flabbergasted in the beginning of the movie because it was pretty much silent. Uh, they, I mean, Hitchcock seemed to have forgotten about the Foley effects completely. I mean, it comes and goes uh, a bit. Sometimes it feels like he's working with it as an uh, actual uh, effect, uh, toning down the sound and leaving silences and stuff. And sometimes it just feels like, uh, yeah, well, that's what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's a guy uh, skiing down a slope in the beginning of the movie. And there's a close-up of him. Uh, um, I don't know. He's he's um, 
crashing with something and he's uh, holding up his arm to cover himself and all of this is happening in silence so we were both a bit uh, weirded out uh, by the effect uh, but then people are talking again yeah i mean throughout you get the don't you get the feeling a bit like uh, Hitchcock is try he tries out some different oh, modes yeah. and things that he wants to just dabble with mm. Uh, jumps in and out and, yeah it uh, seems like he gets uh, le- leaves them yeah 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 exactly it seems like he gets an idea like the afternoon or something and then oh i'm gonna try that out uh, in the studio tomorrow and then he does it and he thinks i've done it i'm gonna put it in the movie uh, i don't care if it's good or not uh sort of like that thinking it's a, one of these classic uh, early hitchcock movies where it's a character much like the 39 steps, or is it the 36? The 39 steps, uh, the 38 <laughs> the steps. 39. How many steps are we talking about? Anyway, uh, the movie that comes uh, after this movie, the 1935 or 6. Uh, yeah, that one I know I have seen. I'm pretty sure now that I haven't seen this one. Before. Yeah, but I didn't rec- recognize anything. Here. But it, it's uh, pretty much uh, the the same story. I mean, it's it's a bit it's a bit of spy fare, um, and uh, there's a guy who is sort of an everybody person who gets mixed up in big political uh, shenanigans, um, and uh, in this case, it's uh, Leslie Banks uh, playing Lawrence uh, and his wife Edna Best playing Jill. Uh, they're an item and they're on holiday in the Alps somewhere. Um, some kind of resort uh, a sta- um, thingamajig. Uh, and they're interacting with Germans and everything is a bit dodgy. Um, and all of a sudden they have like this... Uh, you said it was Foxtrot or something. What did you say it was? <laughs> when, when they're yeah, dancing. Yeah, when they're dancing. Yeah, yeah, my subtitle said Foxtrot. <laughs> uh, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, we're not sure about that. Could have been some other dance. Uh, yeah, so Foxtrot. Yeah, but all of a sudden mark, a person uh, that they've been hanging out with gets shot. And it's a great, um, it's, uh, it's a great scene that Hitchcock directs. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a window, we see all of a sudden, uh, it's a hole in the window, uh, we get uh, the sound of a bullet, and uh, this dude, who does the best British reaction of all time, uh, when he figures out that he has been shot, he lifts uh, the, 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 uh, the coat and sees uh, a big red s- stain on his uh, shirt, and says, oh dear... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he covers it up and <laughs> oh dear, what a nuisance! <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's almost like it's a parody of uh, of Britishness, but uh, yeah, it's it's simply Britishness. But throughout, I think there are a lot of scenes that uh, are have this dry-witted comedic touch. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the beginning, me and so... you were thinking, is this a comedy? Because they were doing some very weird stuff. Very random stuff. And I think uh, it is. You think so? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay, interesting. We can now establish the man who knew too much. It's a comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, one of those more dry uh, theoretical comedies, you know, that 
it's not meant to laugh at uh, or with. He does he does this weird thing where he there there is a knitting on the table. Uh, Leslie Banks, uh, his wife is dancing with this dude who gets shot, and Leslie Bank is is like playfully um, jealous at his wife and at this dude. So he. Uh, wraps the knitting or the um, the string from the knitting that's not completed yet uh, around this dude's uh, back button on his uh, coat uh, and as he's dancing away the knitting gets unraveled and uh, all sorts of people gets tangled up in this thing uh, and we were like what's going on is this uh, is this a comedy is this hitchcock really but when when he gets shot the the thread breaks as well Oh yeah, th- so that's a nice some, thing. Uh, symbolism yeah, very nice. there. So this guy, he uh, he lives just long enough to spill the beans. <laughs> uh, mm. Yes, and he hands over a key to uh, to Edna Banks, who yeah. hands it over to to, a uh, note. to, um, to Leslie Banks. Uh, he it all leads to a yeah. note, uh, and there is some vital information on that note. It's a MacGuffin, of course, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, all sorts of uh, shenanigans happen. <laughs> shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. I love the word shenanigans. Uh, their daughter is kidnapped by these bad people who are trying out uh, an assassination attempt at an opera uh, later that week. Um, and so they're being um, told uh, to stay put and say nothing. Um, whilst the British... Uh, uh, Secret Service comes up and asks them to spill the beans about this note, but uh, they can't because uh, they they want to keep their daughter alive. Uh, but uh, eventually, Leslie Banks gets uh, some kind of conscience and tries to um, find out about the bad guys himself, together with his uh, very l- loopy friend. <laughs> they they like go to visit uh, the dentist. Um, that is in it. It's um, it's an address on this uh, note, uh, or it's a, it's a name or something. Anyway, they they uh, they, they lead themselves <laughs> to this dentist. Uh, and the dentist's door is a sofa. Yeah, Jonas. finally, man, we get the sofa. We talked about sofas. Yeah, and I I had I had high hopes someone would uh, break it down and uh, pick it up. And throw it at someone, but it uh, doesn't happen. And but and the whole dentist scene is very uh, off. Off. It's just off. a side note. The, movie, the sofa uh, is actually <laughs> like a soundproof door uh, used, like in mental yeah, institutions yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But it looks like it a looks sofa. like a sofa. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, if the movie most of the time is kind of offbeat, here it's mostly off. Yeah, and and there's this stage element to the whole proceeding throughout. I mean, uh, and there the biggest hint that it is a comedy is how many people <laughs> walk in and out of doors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the first hours, it's basically the only thing they do. Yeah. I, I think walk in and out of doors. So there is this uh, toned down, subtle farce element. I would. Uh, and I guess the acting would uh, supplement that theory. Um, they, they're very off in some instances. I mean, it's not very good acting by by a lot of people here, and especially <laughs> in this dentist apart, uh, this dentist um, uh, place. 
I mean, the dentist, I mean, he's totally off his rocker. What is happening? And uh, Leslie Banks, he's not that far off either. And they're both having like this wrestling match over the uh, the funny gas that <laughs> that uh, the the dentist tries to um, tries to drug uh, Leslie Banks, and Leslie Banks gets wise to this and tries to strangle the dentist, and uh, you can really tell that they're not giving it their all. Uh, they're very sloppy with, <laughs> with their strangling and with their um, with their hands all over. Uh, so let's just say uh, the action aficionado has seen better, uh, better dentist uh, scenes, str- struggle, better struggles. Hey, hey, <laughs> a shout out to the dentist scene in Freebie the Bean. That's a great dentist scene. Go see that <laughs> instead of this one. Uh, there, there are a few years in between though, so to to build on the. The dentist uh, struggling... Yeah, apparently Hitchcock had watched uh, I'm a Fugitive from a Chain Gang with Paul Muni, where there's a dentist scene. And uh, he he simply thought, uh, hey, a dentist scene, that's neat. I'm gonna do a dentist scene. Um, So, uh, yeah, apparently Hitchcock let uh, let loose (laughs) every single influence (laughs) he gets, he, he acts on. So uh, yeah, yeah. But there is a fun, uh, interesting element. Uh, I was uh, uh, talking about this uh, a bit stagey element mm. with people in how they move and uh, how it's located in rooms and such. And he breaks this up with the, these uh, moments of quick editing on mm. a reaction oh, yeah. mm. to something or uh, to something else. Like uh, there's one scene where a guy just turns around and is like, "Huh." taken aback and we quickly cut to a toy train yeah. uh, and stuff like that that is very yeah it's funny uh, visual um, <laughs> it's a fun visual uh, yeah, it's almost like on. a visual gag or something um it's it's meant to like uh, jettison you out of your seat or something like yeah uh, you're you're you're, you're taking it back as the... well as the dude in the movie like what what what, what what's happening um, and there's a couple of instances where he, uh, where people start to talk, uh, and and he just cut them off and cut to something mm. else. It's pretty fun as well. And I, I have to say, I love uh, the handshakes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I missed the handshake. I think I blinked and missed the handshake because you were all about the handshake for a moment. There. It's like they're pulling a lever, man. Uh, they're doing it with such force and sh- and such uh, intent. Um, they, they're really going for it uh, and uh, you know that's one of the few acting instances where people are actually going for it so uh, yeah the handshakes top notch so anyway it, yeah the, the lead gets them to uh, this place the tabernacle of the sun and uh, uh, Leslie is like oh, they're sun worshippers they probably have nothing on <laughs> So they go in there and they have this very corny scene where they try to talk to each other, he and his friend, uh, in uh, in secret by joining in the in the psalm they are singing in there, mm. singing uh, their what they are seeing. Yeah. So <clears throat> Leslie Banks is is, te- really? is telling his friend like. Uh, do you see the woman over there? And stuff like that. 
and and yeah. he's answering in the same way so it's yeah. uh, I don't know what you're talking about so it's almost like it's a Jim Carrey movie or something and it, it's very weird these uh, small instances of comedy and his friend is getting hypnotized here <laughs> and th- th- throughout the movie, there is sprinkles of these uh, these uh, like subjective uh, uh, point of view shots, almost that communicate how how it it is experienced. You know, spinning things when dizzy, and here everything gets fussy. Uh, and mm. uh, the the prism thingy yeah. when he's he's getting hypnotized. Mm. So it it with these elements as well so there is a visual experimentation in some way going on mm. uh, I mean it maybe it's not a, a, a new case at Sukan uh, especially the shootout at the end is <laughs> a bit dodgy <laughs> but uh, some stuff is going on well I do have to give props to Hitchcock uh, for uh Peter Lorre's uh, entourage, his posse. Uh, Peter Lorre is playing the bad guy, of course, and this is his first. This is actually his first uh, movie in England. He has he has just escaped uh, Germany, Nazi Germany, and uh, so he didn't know any English, but he got the, this part anyway because of uh, M, uh, that had been a huge international success, of course, and. Uh, and he had this fantastic face and this menacing presence. So uh, Hitchcock was, of course, yeah, let's get this guy. But uh, since Laurie didn't uh, actually know the language, he learned all his lines phonetically. And uh, you can't really notice this because he delivers, man. He is by far the best actor in this movie. Um, Except for the daughter, maybe. The and it's really impressive great, be- yeah. because there's at least uh, one uh, long scene with dialogue. So, yeah, it's uh, impressive stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Great, great <clears throat> stuff from Laura. And, uh, yeah, his posse is great as well. These, they're all kinds of... Uh, it seems like it's a random collection of uh, middle-aged <laughs> yeah, people very or something like that. Yeah, very random. And there's uh, there's an there's an old lady, um, and yeah, old lady with a gun. Old lady with the gun, uh, <laughs> she's, playing the organ. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's great. And there's another lady, the hypno the hypnotizer women, um, and they're all in on it, doing the same shtick as all the other. Uh, so yeah, the women are really taking uh, taking um, names here. Uh, they're doing some good stuff. Yeah, we were talking about that. We haven't uh, because uh, we can't remember at least. We haven't seen the the the. I mean, this these are pure hench women, yeah. or, or what to yeah. call. It. So uh, pretty pretty cool stuff. Absolutely, uh, and uh, yeah, we get uh, we get thrown into the best scene of the movie here at this tabernacle of the sun. Yeah, the uh, sh- the chair fight explodes on celluloid. Yeah, I mean the chair fight, it's great. That's definitely the the best thing about this movie. They they come out and uh, pull guns on uh, Leslie Banks, and he gets like. Furious, he gets mad as hell. He's not gonna take it anymore, and he starts throwing the chairs that everybody's uh, been sitting on uh, while doing the sermon. 
and the chairs are really flying through the air. Uh, not only Leslie Banks, I mean, everybody's picking up a chair and throwing them. Yeah, yeah, someone yells, no guns, we don't want the police here. So everyone starts throwing chairs <laughs> really And <fun. laughs> that uh, old lady with the gun, she starts playing the organ so, uh, to, um, uh, so as the noise won't uh, reach outside. Uh, and it's a great, great scene. You get this organ music to this chair-throwing uh, hoo-ha-ha. Uh, it's uh, fantastic. I mean, it's pretty short, but uh, yeah, it's sweet. Uh, you should look it up on, on YouTube, at, at least. I love when she's going for the organ as well. Uh, he, he throws a chair uh, trying to hit her in the back. <laughs> but misses. Uh, and... And people are going down. They get mm. chairs everywhere. Yeah, so. unfortunately, Leslie Banks gets a chair in the back or in the butt, and uh, he he grabs his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they hit some nerves or something going up in the neck. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going on there. I'm I'm I do want to wager that they don't have used um, uh, pre. Uh, designated prop prop chairs, <laughs> uh, prop chairs that break on impact. It seems to be they're pretty hard here, actually. Um, so maybe that's why they didn't dare use it over his head. Um, yeah, but uh, unfortunately, that scene is over in a heartbeat, and uh, we're left with uh, some plodding plotting again, uh, where. We have to listen to the opera. Yeah, but before that, there's there's a long scene of uh, shooing sounds. And I, I, <laughs> I said, I think Hitchcock finds great pleasure in the sound of people chewing. Uh, yeah, they're really ruminating here. Uh, yeah, Leslie Blanks, uh, Banks just uh, chewing away at God knows what. I have no idea what that is. But I can really imagine Hitchcock ruminating uh, as well. Um, he he seems to be a guy that chews a lot, so he's chewing he's chewing food, cigars, um, <sighs> and uh, like uh, thoughts about d- directing and doing weird ass scenes. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I just think he finds it funny the the sound in a kind of. <laughs> audio-visual cinematic way yeah or irritating and or slash something something mm-hmm. mm. yeah <laughs> that that's my take and and we get to the opera scene and and i guess i mean it's funny checking in on hitchcock uh, here i mean he's been active uh, for a while uh, and we have kind of ignored him yeah. i don't know if he has done any action but we get here a, a fully-fledged uh, one of these uh, suspense scenes at the opera that that uh, if I mean if uh, someone would ask you what's Hitchcock <laughs> you could show them the this scene it's uh, yeah. this big set piece where we know when the shooting will occur at the exact right moment in the music yeah. where a guy smashes some symbols and uh, Edna Best's character is there looking around trying to figure out this mm. and uh, someone is sneaking in the curtains and the music is building. Uh, I mean, De Palma has built most of his career on this scene. <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny jumping in and seeing it uh, fully formed. 
1934, probably even earlier. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing Hitchcock used to say is uh, if you uh, have a bomb beneath the table and some dudes around it and the table goes off, uh, it's nothing. Uh, but if you have, if you show the audience the bomb and everybody is sitting around and you see the timer and you know it's gonna run down, then you have suspense, and that's basically what's what uh, all of Hitchcock's movies is about. Uh, and yeah, that is uh, perfectly encapsulated in this scene, as you said. And funny because it's a turnaround as well because, as we said, he has dabbled with trying out some different stuff and and then just, ah, fully formed uh, suspense scene here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He... I can if... if I can do it if I, I if I need to, <laughs> but uh, I enjoy people crunching on stuff and uh, <laughs> cutting away from other things. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but uh, the assassination attempt uh, fails, and uh, then we have this f- big shootout scene uh, that is sort of like Scarface. There's a lot of people being shot, Anders. <laughs> Yeah, duly noted. Yes, policemen are being uh, gunned down like crazy. And uh, when other policemen see this, they run straight for this uh, this house where the <laughs> shooting is coming from and get shot yeah. down. It's very weird. We, we said it, it's a bit like uh, Man on the Roof as well because the movie has been something else uh, up until now and now it's just a, sea, uh, a siege yeah. on, on this house yeah. and the violence erupting on the streets of, uh, of London. <laughs> and we also get uh, this sort of stakeout thing where they're drinking tea, <laughs> all yeah. of the policemen. <laughs> yeah, so it's some great, great uh, attention to detail. They're standing around not only with cups, but with... They have a plate for the cup as well. They're standing around with the plate and the cup. It's great. It's a great visual. It's so very British. I mean, you could do a whole episode quoting uh, some of the stuff here. There's so many great uh, lines. Yeah. From uh, cups and... This is a scrap, not a smoking concert. (laughs) I mean, now you've you've done uh, the same one th- three times, but there are others in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I guess that was the standout. Anyway, the bad guys are being picked up, picked off uh, one by one, uh, and uh, Peter Laurie is like descending into depression. <laughs> He's looking so uh, aghast here. Um, He's kind of a bore, that guy. Yeah, and uh, the the sharpshooter that was supposed to assassinate the uh, diplomat at the opera, he chases after Leslie Banks' daughter on the roof. Um, and uh, all of the cops, uh, they are on standby. They don't want to shoot uh, in case they harm the girl. And that's when Edna Best... Uh, just uh, pulls a gun from a policeman and uh, shoots the sharpshooter. Uh, we saw in the beginning of the movie, actually, when she and the sharpshooter were having a duel in the Alps. They were shooting on these um, discs that you shoot out uh, on clay targets. Um, and he was uh, showing off there that he was the better shot. But hey, look who got the last laugh. It's Edna Best. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. And the best is the best. Yes, and another woman gets to show off her skills. That's great. Yeah. I really like that turn of events. Indeed. Uh, and, and finally, Peter Lorre gets picked off. Uh, he's uh, hiding behind a door. <laughs> and they're like, he's got to be behind there. Let's just shoot the door. <laughs> and they do. And he falls over um, in front of Just topples over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit in, as we say in Swedish, uh, snöpligt. Very snöpligt. Yeah. And that's the end of the, the- puppet show for this time. Uh, the man who knew too much has ceased to know too much. And uh, we have seen our first uh, Hitchcock in Pod Hard. Uh, and there will be at least one more. Yeah, at least one road. Um, I mean, it, it, there is not that much action going on in Hitchcock movies. So we're a bit uh, skeptical to include that many, actually. But uh, yeah, the chair fight won us over. We just had to see this one. And that sums it up. Thank you.